0: Welcome to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Business Podcast. We are so glad that you're here today to learn about how to create fresh perspectives on profitability, people, productivity, and finding peace in your small business. Today, we're going to dive into resolving conflicts um, in all sorts of shapes and sizes. And now our guest, Bishan, might be saying, what are you talking about, Maggie? I don't do conflicts. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> because disruption is a conflict. We just don't see it that way. Okay, so so hang tight. <laughs> and I'd like to say this is all about having your business show up stronger. So let's start this off. In case you don't know business rock stars, my name is Maggie Mongan, and I am your host today. I'm a small business thought leader who primarily functions as a tenured master business coach and growth strategist for 20 years now. I'm the CEO of Brilliant Breakthroughs, Inc., which is a coaching practice specializing in guiding small businesses to optimize business performance and leadership. And I'm all about improving the underserved small business sector. And I honestly believe that small businesses are the accelerant of our economy, so much so that inadvertently, I ended up creating a number one bestselling business book series for small businesses, Don't worry, we'll share a little bit more about that later. But most importantly, this is what I want you to know. Like all good things that come together, I didn't do it alone. I invited tenure experts to join me in the authoring process. And today we have with us one of our tenured experts, a number one international best-selling business author, Bouchon. Oh my gosh, Bouchon, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Maggie. I'm so glad that you're here, and everyone, you need to know who Bouchon is because he works with all sizes of brick and mortar businesses, and and guides those businesses so they can move through their digi- digital, oops, digital part of me, digital transformation and achieve customer centricity. Now, I love that because that's like the customer is ground zero, and always right.
1: right. Absolutely.
0: And a whole bunch more, but that's a different conversation. Now, Bouchon, you joined us for volume five in our book series titled Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. And the subtitle is where the juice is. It's Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. You wrote a chapter Oh, my gosh. And it's, it's a powerful chapter. I was so glad I was introduced to you because when I heard what you're up to, I'm like, yes, this is exactly what we need at this time. So Bouchon's chapter is the third chapter in volume five, which, by the way, is the turquoise covered book in our series. And it's titled Changing Continuity, Your Evolving Plan B. Kudos to you for putting it to ink. Thank you, Maggie. Yeah, this this is powerful. So should we dive into the first question?
1: Absolutely. Let's go.
0: Okay, let's do it. Ah, This is all about disruption. And we've we've had plenty of that over the last several years. But so we understand the context of what we're going to discuss today, Bouchon. What is disruption? And, um, you know, we keep hearing about it. Is it good or bad? Help us out
1: here. So disruption is basically an energy, if you might, that goes against your normal method of doing business or your normal application of your energies into the business. Now, anything that changes away from the normal is called disruptive. And disruption can be good or bad. So let's take an example of a good disruption. Good (laughs) disruption would be some of the things that are going on nowadays. For an example, um, if if we wanted to order in, we had to call in each and every restaurant separately and only a few would deliver, the others would not deliver because they probably didn't have the infrastructure to do so. Now we have something like Uber Eats. Mm. That came and disrupted the entire dine-in industry. Yes. So instead of going to uh, go calling multiple restaurants, trying to figure out who's going to or who's not going to deliver and so on, you got 150 restaurants on your palm, on your in your smartphone. You can pick a restaurant, you can pick the menu, you can say whether you're going to pick it up or whether you want it delivered. Good to go. That is a disruption. Now. Is that a good disruption or a bad disruption? Well, it depends on the point of view you're looking at it from. I think for the most part, everyone has looked upon it as a great disruption because that has brought the power of being able to pick get, uh, pick what you want, get it delivered in a timely fashion and have a good dinner with your family. Now, bad disruption would be where the normal method of working of a business is disrupted where the business itself is starting to lose money. Now, when I say disruption in that sense, it would be something similar to, I mean, this whole chapter is based on our experiences with COVID. Mm -hmm. COVID was a disruption. It was Mm -hmm. a disruption that threw everybody into a loop. We did not quite know what was going to happen next. A lot of people were stuck or caught completely unawares and they were like deer in headlights they're frozen right that's that's a bad disruption but what i have written is taking the good or bad out of the disruption and just dealing with it as a disruption and making sure you and your business are able to handle it
0: okay now that makes sense and it's it's the perspective and the impact right exactly Okay so you know you you just spoke a little bit about writing this chapter what is your main goal in writing this chapter on plan b and how does it address disruption
1: so you know before i even get into the question one of my main goals of even participating in this effort along with you and eight other of my eight of my other co-authors was My main goal, and I remember discussing this with you in detail, was I want to write about something that is timeless. Yes. I want to be able, I want to have people 10 years from now looking at my chapter and saying, yeah, that makes sense. It's not something that, you know, gets phased out because of a whole bunch of other things happening. Thinking outside the box, thinking beyond your normal is something that's always going to be something that is needed for every smart business. Now, any and every smart business that we look at, what's the difference between a regular business and a smart business? Regular business, say for an example, we are in the, you know, we are, let's take an example of a 7-Eleven little grocery store. What they do is they expect the food traffic to come in, Mm -hmm. buy their products, which they have uh, marked up for their profits, buy it from them and leave the store. Correct. A smart business would be, what if those people stop coming in? What happens if those people are unable to come in? How will this business survive? And this is exactly what happened to hundreds of thousands of small businesses when COVID broke up. And the question is, what would that 7-Eleven do? What is their plan B so they can continue surviving? Yes. Could it be that, and I'm just taking some examples here, could it be that they could say, okay, you know what? People aren't coming in. I'm not able to use this space for the inventory that I have. Maybe I should just move my inventory out and open this space up to somebody who's trying to dance with the disruption. As an example, every 7-Eleven has some amount of kitchen equipment which allows them to heat and cool food products as well as drinks. So can we leverage that? Of course. What if there was a restaurant that was sitting in one city and wanted to open a satellite kitchen in another city? Can that 7-Eleven come to use? Of course it can. Will the 7-Eleven be able to survive? Well, it depends on the business arrangement and how much of that space they can leverage. Sure. It, they could turn it into three different kitchens and three different restaurants could be sending over frozen food from their main kitchen and they use this space that 7-Eleven has ready and you know it's completely habitable. They can move in over there and say, okay, here are three different food venues and our delivery uh, delivery people that may come from Say um, Uber Eats or wherever else. There are other apps nowadays, and they will deliver the food from here. So now the Seven Eleven is still a Seven Eleven in a sense, but now it's just taken a whole new. He's he's taken it to a whole new level of an option B. Correct. Oh. So so
0: that's really important for us to realize is we need to think outside of the box on this,
1: right? Absolutely. I mean. Believe me, there wasn't a box ever created in the last hundred years that would allow us to be prepared for COVID.
0: <laughs> that is a great soundbite. <laughs> I love that, and I I know. In um, you have some really great examples. Some are in the book, in your chapters, and you even uh, shared two of them. I think last time in episode two eleven. So for everybody to go ahead and and really understand a little bit more of these practical examples, go listen to episode 211 as well. Um, And I know over the next couple episodes, we're going to talk about more of these examples. So thank you for sharing that. When Bouchon, plan B is really important. You know, you, you have these great examples of plan B. Plan B is also tied to something really important called flexible normal and you this this is your phrase flexible normal
1: Mm -hmm.
0: this is your baby yes okay so can can we discuss flexible normal for a bit here
1: absolutely so you know we have heard the phrases normal everything (laughs) is normal no problems then we have heard oh there's a new normal then i also heard a phrase saying next normal And I'm like, why are we doing this? The reality of life is, if you are on a smooth road, somebody says, oh, that's normal. Well, I'm saying the road doesn't need to be smooth for it to be normal. You could hit a pothole, it's still normal. You could go up a hill, down a hill, it's still normal. And that's what a flexible normal is. We want to be prepared or we want to have our business prepared for all levels of normal. And instead of going to the new normal, the next normal, the normal, let's put that all away and say, our real normal is a flexible normal where we will flex with our current situation that's in front of us, whether it is something that we are prepared for or we are not. But our mindset should be such that we flex with what's thrown at us. Take the example of COVID. Restaurants suddenly were caught flat-footed because everyone stopped going outside their houses. Mm-hmm. They were not in a flexible, normal mode. They were in their normal mode. Right. Now, when I, this all happened for me because I had some friends who got into some trouble, because they own restaurants and they didn't quite know what to do next. (laughs) Okay. And that's what we talked about. I'm like, okay, so your normal was people walking in. Why don't we just stop saying that's the normal say that's a part of your flexible normal. What else can you do? And that's where we got the idea about, okay, let's get into the delivery business. Okay. So we got Uber Eats signed up to that. What else can we do? Well, the restaurant is located in one city and the uh, you know in the greater phoenix area we have scottsdale that's where the restaurant is and uh, say people in tempe chandler and a couple of other cities that are about 20 miles plus away and you don't really usually get a lot of people coming in from there why because it's too long a drive okay so how about we take the food to them and of course my my friend was looking at me like are you nuts? I'm like, <laughs> hold on a second, hear me out first. So now let's bring in the previous example of a 7-Eleven in setting in Tempe. The 7-Eleven is disrupted. They don't quite know what to do with the foot traffic disappeared. We need a kitchen space because basically my solution to my friend was go and start setting up small kitchens in different cities and take your food to the people. Yes. And once we started on that track, pretty soon, there was a direct delivery business out of the main restaurant. And then we built out delivery business out of those extended kitchens Mm -hmm. in different cities. And that pretty much built his business back up to what he would like to call normal. And what I keep reminding him is no, that's your flexible normal.
0: Ah, okay, there we are. That's the difference. Thank you for that clarity. Because I think having that example really dials it in. And this, this ties to the mindset of what you were talking about with continuity right? In the face of disruption, we have to be thinking about how do we do continuity? Can you explain a little bit of that as our our last point? Because I think that'll be a great lead-in for our next uh, episode.
1: Perfectly, absolutely. And see, for us, the moment we say flexible normal, we have created a continuum which does not allow for the continuum to be disrupted. Because everything that is disruption, becomes a part of your normal. And that's exactly what we are talking about is continuity. How do I continue making my business exist? Whether it's COVID, whether it's a war, whether it's a flood, whether it's some other natural disaster, how does my business continue in the face of that disruption? And if you have the mindset that this is, this earthquake or this hurricane or this um, something else, some other natural event is part of your natural, or is part of your flexible normal. Your mindset is set for continuity. Because you immediately flex. For an example, So you're in uh, real time, in real time, yes, absolutely. And this needs to happen quickly because those businesses that were caught like deer in headlights when COVID first came out, they are statistics now. We lost 250,000 small businesses. And I think that number is higher than that. But the last time I looked, it was 250,000 small businesses. Now keep in mind, small businesses are the largest employer in United States. Yes, indeed. And those 250,000 businesses aren't coming back anytime soon. They're gone. So They're gone. They're gone. Because those people did not quite understand how to flex, how to deal with the hand that was dealt. And
0: that requires us to be proactive, but I know we're going to talk about that in our next episode a little
1: more. Yes, absolutely.
0: Okay, so... So that's a good tickler for everybody. Listen for the next one, right? If um episode three in your mini series here, Bishan, why don't we cap this one and save it for the next? Okay.
1: Sounds very good, Maggie. Thank you very much for having me. Okay. And so, more than that for your listeners, I have one more thing to add. Okay. For those of you who are wondering, where did Maggie find this crazy guy? <laughs> Letting you know, I had all these ideas, but I never thought I could put, it, put the pen to the paper. If it wasn't for Maggie inspiring me and telling me that it was a good thing for me to do, I would probably have never done it. So thank you, Maggie.
0: Oh, well, you're welcome. And thank you, Carrie Hoffman, one of our other authors who introduced us to each other because your message needs to be out there. This, this is an essential message for where we are and how we're going to not only survive, but thrive in the years to come. So thank you. And, and here's the other really cool thing. We have listeners that are benefiting from this, Bushan. Isn't that great? So Welcome. listeners, I, I got to tell you, you're going to want to engage with Michonne, Um, Number one international bestselling business author, he knows his stuff. And I want you to start by reading chapter three in volume five of Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. And that's the one with the beautiful turquoise cover in our series. And then at the end of Bouchon's chapter, he has some really specialness that he invites you to reach out to him. Bushan, what is that that you're telling everybody that they can have access to you? Is that it?
1: Yes, absolutely. I, I'm welcoming any and all questions. And my promise is to deliver answers as best as I can within 24 hours.
0: Oh, well, that's amazing. And sometimes be a little patient uh, in case it's not 24 hours. But I do know this: Bushan will follow up with you because that's how he rolls. So at the end of his chapter, he has there's all sorts of stuff about him as well as his business. So you can understand a little bit more. About what he's up to and his social media handles, and he is a beast on social media. High compliment to you. And here's something else that's really cool. Right now, you can get a hold of Bouchon as well as learn everything about our book series and all of our authors by clicking into your app store and typing brilliantbizbook.com. That's brilliant b i z book. It's a free app. Download it. And when you get there, the first thing I want you to check out is a feature that says ask an expert. You'll see Bouchon's name there. Type in whatever it is. He's going to get an email, and he's going to respond back to you. And if it warrants a conversation, I'm sure he'll be happy to have that with you. Pretty cool bonus, isn't it?
1: I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm myself, right?
0: <laughs> right, of, of course. But I want to thank you today for your time and your wisdom sharing, Bouchon. You know, and I know we still have a few more episodes to go.
1: I'm looking forward to that very much.
0: Great, and listeners, we appreciate you listening to the Brilliant Breakthroughs Business Podcast, where you learn about how to create more brilliant breakthroughs for your business shine brightly until next week.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me, Maggie.